Welcome to episode number 106 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media and presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. And we welcome back into the hot seat a good friend of the show. He is now the outfielder for the Philadelphia Phillies, Nick Castellanos. Nick, what's going on? You you win best hair of the day, dude. Look, compared to mine, you win. Uh, this is combed with a pillow, so I don't know. I don't know if I deserve that award. No, you definitely deserve it. First of all, I want to thank you on your off day for joining us here. We're taping this on a Thursday. You guys just got in late from Colorado. I thank you, and I thank your wonderful bride, Jessica, because she is the perfect intermediary. Like, I just go to her. If I ever need anything on Nick Castellano, she's the one I email. She's fantastic. Yeah, she gets it done. All right, it made, so. It makes my life easy, you know? I'm sure, right? Like, you just, as you told us during spring training, Listen, I hit baseballs. That's what I do. Like the rest of the life must be just Jessica kind of takes care of it, doesn't she? She does. That way. Nice. All right. So tell us where you are. Did we get a new crib in Philly? We're all settled in. We feel good. Yeah, we do. We do. All right. So what do we what do we got? There was a rumor that you bought one of Ben Simmons old place. Is this true? Yes, this is true. All right. So I, I imagine the one thing it does not have is a three-point arc outside. In a, it has a basketball hoop, uh, uh-huh. and it has a really nice driveway uh, that to play on, but there's nothing – there's no official line. doesn't mean that we can't, like, draw one up. But uh, as of now, no, no three-point line. All right, how's your hoop game? I mean, not very good. I've never played – I never played basketball. I never played pickup basketball, you know. It's honestly athleticism that I wish I developed more as a kid, but I'm really, really good at all the Dave and Buster Papa shot games. That like that I'm good at, but I can't say that I'm good, you know, once a real basketball game is going on because I never played it. All right. So like when you take Liam to Papa shot, are you at the point where you're, you're, you want to give him a chance to win or do you want to kind of keep him in check? It's always a hard line to draw as a dad. No, it's really easy for me. Like he's, he's going to, he's going to beat me when he deserves to beat me, you know, and he's beaten me once in shuffleboard and he's beaten me once in air hockey. Do you walk away pissed? So that's the conflicted feeling as a parent, right? You're like, wow. Like my kid just beat me. You know, and then there's another part of you that goes, hey, man, wow, my kid just beat me, you know. So it's it's you kind of feel two things, proud and disbelief, I guess. Okay, because, yeah, at some point, like he's going to grow up and then I've got two sons that are taller than me. This stuff happens before, you know, and I'm just going to tell you and I can only imagine what it's like being a pro athlete. And then one day that's going to happen. Like, you're going to be like, where'd all this go with little Liam? I bet. You know, yeah. it, it goes by, it goes by so fast. Yeah. So um, how's the adjustment been? Because you have now lived in since 2019, if I've got my numbers right, Detroit, Chicago, Cincinnati, and now Philly. It, it ain't easy when you're talking about moving a family and finding places to live. Is it nice to be able to exhale and just live? 
Uh, so I can't say that yet because I'm still in the process of settling down, you know, like I'm still learning the new organization. I'm still learning, you know, everything from the people that work at the stadium, like memorizing my drives, like where they go. So like, I'm still learning this environment. So I'm in the process of exhaling, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's good. And what have you learned in your short time with Philadelphia? That it is a very serious organization about winning, and that starts with John Middleton. And I guess as a, as an athlete, that's all you can ask for, right? Is ownership that that really gives a shit, you know? And I think that's why there's such quality baseball people, starting from Dombrowski on all the way down, even through the minor leagues, hiring guys like Sean Rodriguez. Now you you haven't played a lot of games in Philadelphia yet. You guys have been on the road a lot. Can you feel a different energy there? I feel like we're bringing, we're, we're really bringing in the correct ingredients, you know? And I, I think that like, like, I still think it's all forming. We're still learning ourselves. We're learning the team. We're learning how we play with each other. You know, we're still learning who we are still. It's early. It's, I don't know how many games we have, have played. Was it 12? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, you know, but a lot of baseball left. Do you feel, though, a difference in the city? Like when you, like I said, you haven't had a lot of time to walk around, but you've been now at the ballpark a couple of times. You got a great ovation. You're first at bat. Does it feel differently for you? I I don't know. I only, I only know this time. I don't know Philadelphia before, you know, and as far as the, the city, you know, like I, I'm at home and then I go to the stadium, you know, so it's not like I'm just walking around Philly consistently checking the pulse of everybody's excitement of Philly, of the Phillies. I think that excitement's going to grow the more we win as it should. Yeah. Yeah. So today could be a real special day. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, your former teammate, we talked about him the last time you were on the show, has a chance at 3000 hits. So this is amazing. The time we're taping this, he is walking to the plate right now. So we're hey, going to so watch. He's, he's going to get it. You think so? Yes. Dude, how excited are you to watch a guy and have spent the formative years of your big league career, and now he's on the precipice of history? Um, bittersweet, right? Because I wish I was there next to him. You know, like I was so like I'll remember the moment that I was next to Victor Martinez when he got taken out of his last game. Like, you know, so uh obviously I love and appreciate and all the times that we've had, but like selfishly, and this is just me being selfish, selfishly I wish like I wish I was still there with him, you know? It doesn't mean that I don't want to be on the Phillies. It just means that I'm envious of everybody who's going to be around him in these moments. Dude, are you seeing this by the way? So here he is getting a shot at this. I can't imagine what's going through his brain. The, I mean, look at all the fans with their cell phones out. Trying hey, to record. Nothing is going through his mind right now. He's looking for a baseball and a square, and he's going to swing hard. All right, here we go. An 0-1 count from Jordan Montgomery. Oh! Ah, got under a little bit. All right. Maybe he'll have more, and hopefully he'll get it today. All right. I got a little excited. I saw the ball jump off his bat. I got a little excited. That's the amateur in me. So what you were saying, he's just looking in. Is this what he does? He looks in one spot. 
make, he just looks for the ball. Like he looks for the ball in his area and he goes. Is that different than other major leaguers? Or is that what most guys do? I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, the way Miggy talks about hitting a lot of people aren't going to understand it because they're not that good. You know, just like when he told me in 2018, when I really started to have like, you know, carrying my own as a, as a, as a main piece on the team, he comes by, he comes to the back of the bus. He sits next to me. He goes, look, now you only swing at the pitches that you can hit over the fence In broken English. That's how he says it. He goes, now, look, you got your swing. Now only swing if you can hit it over the fence. I'm still learning how to do that, you know, but for him, he says it that easy because it's been that easy. <laughs> so now you move along in your career and you get a chance to play with Bryce Harper. And as we mentioned, it's been less than 15 games, but you guys came into the draft the same year. Did yeah. you, did you guys ever play against each other growing up or with each other? Yeah, we played with each other. So I played with him in the USA trials when I was trying out for the 16 and under USA team. He uh, made a team I got cut. And then uh, in the tournament of stars was the next time that I saw him uh, in, I think it was 2009. And uh, I made the trials, made the team. And then I was able to go to Venezuela where we won that gold medal. That was the crazy team that had, you know, all the big leaguers on it. Who was on it? Uh, Bryce, myself, Manny Machado, Kevin Gossman, Jameson Talion, Nikki Delmonico, uh, Robbie Ray, Kyle Ryan, um, Tony Walters, Sean Coyle, Ryan Regeira. Dude, that's not just a team. That's like, it's like the best team ever. I mean, it, we were really good. We didn't lose a game. We didn't, we didn't lose a game. Our closest you... game, I think, was um, well, we beat Cuba 6-1 to win the gold medal. I think Venezuela could have been a close game. I'm not sure, but we were good. Jameson now... Talion pitched the greatest. Jameson, Jameson Talion, that gold medal game, like I remember watching this guy. I was like, this guy's going to be the greatest pitcher ever. He punched out, like, I think 15 guys or so in that, in like, I don't remember if it was raining or what it was, but it was, it was a good game. It was fun to be a part of. Was, um, was Harper everything. And then something on top of it, like when the first time you saw him, I mean, he was definitely like the most physical, physically gifted one of us, you know, like in batting practice, his balls went the farthest when he was, when he wanted to throw hard, it came out the hardest, you know, he wasn't the fastest, but I mean, he was close. If he was, if he wasn't, he was close. So, I mean, he was one of those just kids that really could just do what he wanted on a baseball field. Uh, what position did you play on that team? Um, I played a little bit of first, I DH, and I played a little bit of third. Machado was at short, right? Man, he was a short. The bad man. Yes, he is. He's a bad, bad man. Yes, he but is. Like when you see those guys. Hey, still... he, hey, he, I remember this too. Uh, my favorite Manny Machado uh, moment isn't even in the big leagues. It's in Venezuela. So he gets hit in the head. Next pitch off of the same dude. I think it was the same dude, whatever. It's a mammoth home run, you know? 
And I remember thinking like, yo, this, he's tough. Just little things that stick out in my head. Yeah, that ain't bad. So over the last several months, if you've been tuning in to anything here on John Boy Media, you probably heard us talk about the Tops Bunt Card Trader app. And hopefully you had a chance to check it out. Like my guy, Pete Moylan, he's on that thing like, I don't know, 23 and a half hours a day. He cannot get off of it. And I understand why. It's a ton of fun. Well, now Tops Digital is celebrating its ever-growing community with the third ever virtual event. It is called Digicon 2022. It's a three-day event. It takes place via their Twitch stream. So that's twitch.com slash TopsDigicast. And it has a huge lineup of celebrities, artists, personalities, and athletes. And it includes a visit from Mets first baseman Pete Alonso, the guy that's the most fun in baseball from the Tampa Bay Rays, Brett Phillips. Also, our very own Trevor Plouffe and Pete Moylan. They're going to be on to face off head-to-head in what looks to be a heated competition in bunt trivia. They're having bunt trivia. Listen, if somebody was having a trivia contest and didn't invite this guy, come on. So Plouffe and Moylan, you better represent or I'm going to let you have it at the next John Boy Media function. Anyway, tune in starting April 29th. It's a three-day event at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on their Twitch stream, twitch.com slash topsdigicast. We'll see you there. Was it not? How nice was it when Harper during spring training, like you hadn't signed yet, Schwarber hadn't signed and Bryant hadn't signed in Colorado. He mentioned the three of you specifically by name as guys we need to get in here. And he hit two for three. How, when you're a free agent and you don't know where you're going and one of the faces of the sport comes out and says something about you and how we need you to win. What's that make you feel? So it, it, two things, uh, it obviously makes me feel really good because anytime you have someone of his caliber, you know, look, one of the things that this is something that I don't understand is how often he gets chanted overrated. Have people like looked at the back of his, like seen his career. Like we just celebrated that man's 10 years. And I looked at him and I said, bro, you're 29. You know, so I don't, I don't really understand that chant but what have you sorry for that segment continue Good. what was it what was the question about how it made you feel that he was going to bat for you and wanted oh, you in philly good obviously you know it makes me feel good to be wanted i mean shit at the end of the day as a baseball player that's all you want to do is feel wanted you know somebody to want you because they believe in you well we had a little fun free agency draft back in November and we were trying to match free agents with teams and you were the only guy I got right. I think we each had like eight or 10 uh, picks. Yeah. And I was like, if Nick Castellanos does not end up in Philadelphia, then something's going on here. I thought you were a perfect fit because of who you are. Like that city grinds. They want a dude who's going to bust his ass every play. Do you feel like you connect with the city from that standpoint? I'm, I'm still learning about the city. You know, I, I'm the way the media wants or the way you hear about it, the, the way the media asks you questions about it. It's like, you know, oh, you know, are you ready for the fans? Like they like they boo you. They're tough, you know. And all I've seen is a bunch of people who really get it and they're compassionate. And like, look what they did with Alec Baum, you know, and like for 
for them to say that, you know, oh, Phillies fans, they're so rigid, this and that, like, sure, but it doesn't mean that they're not good people, you know? The fact that he said that and then they they just empathized with him and were able to give him a standing ovation. I don't know. Maybe the city just wants people that are real, you know, that don't bullshit with trying to, you know, who exactly they are, you know? I thought it was a really great teaching moment for fans and for players because Alec Bohm is still a young kid. He had some success. Now he's kind of dialed back. I was so proud of him after the game for people that didn't hear the soundbite. You know, he had a rough fielding day. The camera caught him saying, I fucking hate this city. The media asked him about it afterward. And then he said this. I want everybody to give a listen. Emotions got the best of me. You know, I said it. And do I mean it? No. And it's a frustrating night for me, obviously. You know, made a few mistakes in the field. And look, these people, these fans, they just want to win. And I mean, you heard it. We come back. They're great. And, you know. Yes, I'm just, I'm sorry for them. You know, I, I don't mean that. And emotion just got the best of me. That's an A plus, dude. A hundred percent. But that's, but that's also because he's a really good kid and he's a genuine kid. So honest. So he, he was honest and genuine with how he felt about it. And what else could fans want than just the truth? Nothing. Um, but there also has to be some mentor, like, I can't imagine he went through that by himself. Did you, even though you're only there? No, I was, no, I was sitting, I sat right next to him. I made it a point, but that's because I just didn't want him to feel alone. Mm -hmm. You know, guess who's made three errors at third, you know, like guess who's played the position like, man, don't hit it to me because I don't want to fuck this up because I don't want these accomplished veteran pitchers mad at me. I've played the game like that. That's a lonely way to play the game, you know? And I told him, I said, Hey, like, it might not seem like this now, but your career's only been this big. When you're 15 years in, you're going to look back on today and you're going to recognize that today's a really good day. And honestly, so far it has been. It's been the best day of the year for him. Yeah, because he's killed it since then. By the way, do you understand how important that is? Like, I know this isn't about you. This is about Alec Bohm and the steps that he took. That's really important. I don't care whatever line of business you're in. You need to be able to be there for, we expect kids that are 21 or 23 to know it all. It, it doesn't happen that way in the world. No, nah, it's tough, you know, but we get put on a stage way before we're ready, you know, but it's nature of the nature of the beast. I imagine there were days you wanted to crawl under you. What'd you get up there? 21, the show? 21. Yeah. I imagine there were days where you're like, oh, my God, I I have a son that's 21. I could not imagine him trying to field ground balls at Comerica Park. Yeah, it was there was times when it was really hard. There were also days when it was easy, you know, but I just I found that because my life was going so fast at 21, when my life was disorganized and fast off the field, it got like that on the field, you know, and then just slowly over time, like as I'm getting older and I'm figuring out more and more, like just, I guess who I am, the the easier baseball becomes also the better I feel overall. Yeah. You're in such a good place now, aren't you? Just in terms of who you are. 
I mean, I think that would be an arrogant statement to say, like, yes. All right, but... I'll say yes on his behalf. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you for lending <laughs> some creed. Can you at least pop your head in here so that the entire globe can see? Thank you. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing great. Thank you for setting it. But it's an, it's an important <laughs> about distinction. to own it. Life slows down, and, and it's easier for him to just do what he's doing. It's a kid's game, you know? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. No, you're good. Yeah, it has slowed down for you, right? It so, helps. I mean, slow, slowing. Yeah. Baseball is a hard game, you know? So, like, opening day, it got fast. I started the year with three strikeouts. But that was because I was so excited, you know, like it was, it, but it's, and I'm still a kid. I'm allowed to get excited. It's my first time in, in a new city with all these fans, you know, so, and it's just, it's kind of one of those things that happen. But that being said, the greatest in the sport are the ones that never get excited. But don't they, aren't they allowed to get pissed? Like, were you pissed after your three strikeout game? No. I'm not a very angry person, you know, like even if, like if you go back and you look at like that whole shit that happened with the Cardinals, like if you go and look at it, like I was just playing the game hard. I wasn't like angry at nobody. It's true. It's true. You played it hard and played it yeah. the right way. Well, I think it's important because my youngest son is 16 on a high school team. And I can't tell you the number of kids who wear their emotions on their sleeve. Like if they hit a ball pretty well and it's a line out to the left fielders, it's like somebody kicked their dog. Yeah. That's, 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 that's Liam. <laughs> that's Liam. And that's also my dad. Ooh. So it's in the DNA. Yeah. That's so I got to watch my dad play a week of baseball this year at uh, the Reds fantasy camp. And boy, did that just tell me everything I needed to know? <laughs> How incredible was that for you? Uh, it was a, it was very um, it was it was an unbelievable week, honestly. Just to be able to sit back and watch all of the things that made me really proud, and all the things that made me really fucking mad. Okay. You know. So give me a little little taste of why in each direction. Um, so so I will say this. I, it makes me happy when I recognize my dad's stubborn, uh, stubbornly competitive nature and his like inability to see what's actually going on because of how much he believes in himself. That makes me really happy. It made me really, mad, really mad when I saw that he's the worst teammate in the history of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> What makes him the worst teammate? Oh man, it was. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I should. I don't think I should just put my dad on blast. Let's but, just say that because he talked a be, big game, but he got there very right. unprepared. Yeah, it, it's yeah. That's that sums it up. You know, it's just he's never had to work on a team before because for the past thirty-five years he runs his own medical practice, and as a doctor, you only give orders. You know. On a team, there's give and take. He doesn't know how to take. He only knows how to give. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a – that's why doctors are coming. Oh, hey, nice ceilings, by the way. Nice vaulted ceilings. Thank you. No, <laughs> thanks, Ben's, Ben's interior designer. Don't thank yeah. me. Yeah. Um, I love that. 
So we were, did you razz him or did you cheer him on? Were you like talking shit to him when he was up at the plate? Both. I was happy when he did something good and I let him know exactly how I felt when he did something bad. How did he do, by the way? Uh, he hit. He hit well. He pulled his hammy his he, first He hit bat, well, but but his his very first practice before his game, he pulled his hip flexor, like he strained his hip flexor. And I was telling him that that was going to happen in like December, November, because the only thing he would do to get ready for this is hit. Because the only thing he cared about was hitting a home run. He forgot that there's all the other aspects of the game that are involved. You know, did he at least so, hit one? Yeah, no, he got hits. He goes no, the other, not, not a home run, not a home run. I think he got, he hit three balls that would have been good. Two or three balls that would have been good for doubles. If he could move. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh man. That's he was getting out by like a, what was he? 75 year old. They were about the same speed. <laughs> They're about the same. <laughs> They're about the same. So but if, he doesn't he doesn't like cardio. He doesn't like doing the things that are hard. He likes going to the gym, getting looked like no, looking all strong, chest, all chest, looking strong it. and hitting in the cage, you know? Oh, so wait a second. What's your dad's name, by the way? George. All right. So is George all swole? Like he's got he's big on the back and buys days and he skips the leg day. No. So like he does. He, I got to give him credit. Like he's he's 60 years old and he looks good. Right. So, you know, but he could be in better cardio shape. You know, he could be he could definitely be more flexible. You know, he just he definitely could be more mobile. But, you know, if he if he goes out, we go out to dinner and he puts on, you know, a button down shirt or whatever. He looks really good for 60. Okay, George has got to be my I'm sorry. I caught his name wrong. George. No, you said it right. George. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's got to be George, my inspiration. Yeah, my so my dad knew Kevin from back in the Marlins days. Right, I know. Oh yeah, well, we've talked about how he used to go to the batting cage and all that sort of stuff, and check out all of those guys. I can only imagine how cool that would be. Greetings from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studio, baseball fans. It is time to step up to the plate with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you could still take a swing at Stacks of Green with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Baseball Contests. New customers can play for free for thousands in prizes with their first deposit. Pick a lineup of two pitchers and eight batters while staying under the salary cap and rack up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSE. Bet just $5 and win $200 in free bets if your team wins their game. That's promo code ROSE at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. 21 plus restrictions apply. MLB trademarks used with permission. See show notes for details. And back to the show. I love your t-shirt, man. Do you have the, don't have a, you know, I hit baseballs. And go to yeah. I don't have a college degree. I hit baseball. Do you have one of these shirts? I I don't. I don't know. I feel like if other people want to wear that shirt, you know, go ahead. I feel I don't know. It just kind of makes me uncomfortable to walk around with my own shirt on. I have this. 
I have this other shirt that I found in the bag. Actually, Bryce found it. And it just says Philadelphia baseball on it. And I like, I like that one. So that's the one that I wear every day. I think it's okay. simple. And I says, it's just, you know, Philadelphia baseball. Are you a cutoff sleeves guy? You got to be. Yeah, I like, I don't like, so while I'm playing or like when I'm doing physical stuff, I don't like stuff like touching my neck, you know, and just, I don't know. I feel more free. That's how I am running around when I'm, when I'm down in Florida in the off season, I rarely ever have a shirt on. So like, I'm just horseshoes. Yeah. Really? I'm just, yeah. I'm outside just playing. I have a lot of land. So like, I'm always just out there messing around with Liam or whatever. How's my guy Liam doing right now? He's playing air hockey with his aunt in the basement. Okay. So I don't know. I'll let you know when I ask Sherry if he whined when it didn't go his way. Oh, I like that. He's competitive, yeah. isn't he? He's got a little of that in him. He does, but uh, he's competitive more about winning right now, where he would rather cheat to win than just really give it his give it his best, you know. But that's but that's the little kid in him, you know. So I gotta, you know, beat that out of him. Yeah. He, he and he always sees it his way, you know. If it's it's never to the benefit of the competitor, it's always to the benefit of him, even if it's Liam relaxed. But sounds like he should be a pitcher. They want everything and go their way. That's what it sounds like he should be. I think that's that's most people. It's a good point. Um, you know, you're easy going, dude. And it's one of the reasons I like talking to you. Was there because of the lockout? and you didn't have a job before the lockout, was there any like trepidation? Like, my God, what's, what's going to happen? Were there any mornings where you're like, man, this is going to, this is going to be tough. Or were you good the whole time? Honestly, I was good the whole time. Um, because I knew like big picture, right. I knew I was going to have a job and I knew it was going to be for an amount of money that unless Jess and I lost our minds, we were hopefully going to be good that we didn't have to grind nine to five to do something that we didn't like to earn the purpose of a dollar. Right. So as, as like, once we really grasp a hold of that, like now it's just the waiting game, so to speak, because honestly, there are a lot of issues that need to get resolved between players and the owners. And you know what? I wouldn't even say players and owners. I would just say the wealthy owners and the less wealthy owners, Bingo. because what people don't understand is that's what this is really about, right? The, the, the Castellini family, who's a good family, right, are going to have way different ideas on what should be allowed competitively than the Cohen family that owns the Mets, mm-hmm. right? So I think that, and again, this is just my opinion, but I think that you, you have to have, I think the idea of ownership in general without consequences on a game that can be won or lost is the a backwards way to go about it, right? Like how can someone indefinitely own baseball when baseball's it's never a constant variable? It's a great way to look at it because it is, it's frustrating because there has to be a partnership between those owners. Like, yeah, they want to beat each other. Agreed. But like, but this is where like, you know, let's just say an owner, right. That is obviously going about the, the business of baseball as a profit first mar as a profit first way of thinking about it. Just 
that's fine, but also be aware of what you're doing to your city. You know, like you're you're starving baseball out of these cities. Like, look at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, the, the history of baseball in Pittsburgh is incredible. You know, and it's sad that um, a child's game can be looked at as a business solely for profit. And what the game's really about is lost. Listen, you, you spent two years in Cincinnati and they loved you there. Right. Now is kind of an outsider. Is it tough to see what they're doing? I mean, they've. they've no, well, no, it's not because I didn't even get a phone call. What do you mean? The, the Reds didn't call you at all when you opted out? No. Were you disappointed? I was. So the thing is, is that I went in with an, I went in with a blank slate, right? Like I'm, I'm taking all this information is I, I don't want to have like a preconceived notion of what it should be. Right. Like I, I kind of learned that lesson from my first free agency. This was my second. So once that happened and you kind of seen the moves that they made, you know, they're, they're, they're cutting payroll, you know, but you started to see that immediately after the 2020 season. And they're not doing it because they believe in prospects more than the other. It's because really good guys like Nick Kroll are giving a certain budget and they're only able to work with what the budgetary allows them to go do. Would you have appreciated a call from somebody in their front office and just said, hey, Nick, we love what you did here the last two years. We're not going to be able to afford you. Would, would that have been okay with you? Um, say that again? Would it be have been okay if the if the Reds management had said, Nick, we love what you've done for the team in the city the last two years. Let's be honest, we can't afford you, so we're not going to make an offer. Would, would that have sat okay with you? Uh, sure, but, but I guess, how do you know what you can afford unless you make an offer? Right. You make, you make whatever they wanted to make as an organization, and it would be your right to turn it down and say, hey, uh, let me think of it. I appreciate it, but let me look somewhere. Sure thing. And the reason why... And the reason why gestures like that are important is because us as baseball players, like we're out there playing with emotion, right? Like I was the, you know, like I cared about the Reds. I cared about the city of Cincinnati. I cared about the fans that went there every day. And just that in return, you just want to make sure that you're cared for as well. But that's when the, that's when the business portion really like loses, like players, can't rationalize that because we didn't get here for looking at this game like a business. We got here looking at this game as our life. Fair. That's really fair. Um, I feel badly for the fans of Cincinnati. I just so do I. And again, look at this the Cincinnati, I feel the same way about Pittsburgh. Again, this is not me uh talking shit about anybody. This is just me observing what I you know, have, have been around and that's the history again of baseball in Cincinnati is second to none. The name, the, the names that have gone through there, the history in that franchise, you know, it's the fans are dying for something to really believe in again, you know, to get behind, to feel proud of, to call their own. And right now it's not, it's not happening. Yeah. And that's sad because as the generations pass, you know, and it doesn't become as prevalent. That's how that's how you lose real fans. But Major League Baseball is probably cool with that because they're they're gearing everything towards gambling anyway. That pisses you off, huh? 
it's just it, it really it's winning is secondary you know like I think that they market more that way instead of who's the best team like what's really going on like with the people in the clubhouse you know like we were talking about this before the thing taped I just think that the way that they cover baseball can be different the segments that they do can be different you know I think that when MLB Network is put on and all of the segments look like uh, the same as those money channels with all the TVs and the over-unders and the ups and the downs and the this and the that. Like, isn't Pete Rose not in the Hall of Fame for this shit? Well, you know why. There's a big board when you walk into your clubhouse. I forget what a rule it is, 719 or you know, they give it to you every spring training, right? Don't bet on baseball, right? You've heard this for 10 years, haven't you? Yeah. You just feel like it's hypocritical. I just feel like it's, I feel like there's a lot of things in baseball that are hypocritical, but I'm not mad at baseball for that because this is also a massive organization. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's going to be certain things that are, you You almost have to be hypocritical about. I know. It's tough. It, it, I, I don't get it. I don't get paid enough to make those decisions, but man, it, it, once you start dancing down that road, it gets, it gets dark quickly. Really does. Yeah, uh, how's your flip phone? <laughs> it's good. It's, right. Still the same program. 1199 a month for unlimited text and calls. Yeah. Same phone. Same okay. thing. You know where it is. It's in my you're, you're, you're never going to go back. Are you? I don't know. I can't say never. You know, um, but I do know the one things that like areas that I wish I did have was um, an easier ability to like text. So like now with the team, like if I wanted to make group chats or this or that, you know, like that aspect, this phone sucks at. <laughs> so we, can you splurge and maybe just get a texting program on your iPhone and that's it? You won't put any social media. You won't put it. You won't look at it for anything other than team texts. So for sure, I would do that. But that's a lot of that's a lot of self-control. Like, do you think you could do that? Hell no. Right. Of course not. That's nuts. That's you nuts know, that how that's that. So to me, that's crazy to think about how dependent you are on uh, not you, but like everybody is on constant outside information all I'll the throw time. throw myself in there. I have no shame. I'm a 51-year-old I'm in there, hey, loser. I'm in there too. I'm, the only reason why I got rid of that is because I recognized it. Yeah, you know? but you have strength. You, you just turned 30 this spring. You have strength. I'm 51. I'm a loser. I'm already over the hill. It's, I'm done. <laughs> it's horrible. My God. What a joke. Hey, you're, do all your kids, do all your kids have iPhones and stuff already? Of course they do. Well, but you got to remember, I got, I've got a, an adult. I have a 21 year old and I have a 16 year old. Very true. Yeah. You might see, you might see the, uh, the older one in San Diego. He's working for the, uh, for Bally's that covers the Padres. So. Nice. Does he enjoy that? He just started this year. He's enjoying it. Yeah, it's uh, he's just at an entry level position, which is perfect for him. Proud of him. I just went and saw him last weekend. We spent a good just just he and I. We just we don't get a lot of time where it's just the two of us. So I really valued it. We had a great time together. That's nice. awesome. And That's then after awesome. this today, I get to watch my 16 year old go play baseball. Life ain't bad. No, it's not. You it's know. only as good or as bad as you make it. Yeah. He's a third baseman that's been kicking it around a little bit over there too. If you know what I mean? He has. Does he focus? Does he lose? Does he have ADD? Like, does he lose focus? No. He's a sweet kid. He's pretty smart too. But you know what he doesn't have? 
He doesn't have the fuck you gene. He's like too nice. Hey, I'm there's a lot of problem. Like I can relate to that too. I'm not, I'm not a kid that's pissed off at the world, you know, that wants to fight anybody for anything at a drop of a hat. So but I can did, relate to that. So did losing piss you off when you were a kid though? I never did. That's the thing. <laughs> as, as, as an, as an amateur, I never did. I won all the time when I was a little kid, our tournament teams were really good. I mean, we lost some tournaments, but like if we were going to 15, we were winning more than 10. <laughs> And I you forgot know, you and you and Hosmer played on the same high school team. Yeah. Too. Who hey, who's off to a great start, by the way. I think he's going to have a good year. Yeah. And by the I way, I just saw him and I told year. him how proud I was of him because it ain't easy to have your name put up in trade talk, basically be traded to the Mets. And then all of a sudden you got to walk back in the clubhouse the next day. That ain't easy. Yeah, I feel you. But that I will. I do feel you. I went through that two years, two, two years in Detroit. Where you thought like. Because he was almost like traded, traded like the Mets yeah. at the end. Oh well, I don't know. I don't know how close my trades ever got to, but you know, eighteen uh, off season, eighteen, nineteen, and then um, the trade deadline in nineteen. Where'd you think so you I were going? That, where did I think I was going? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, I don't know. I just knew I was going to go somewhere because they weren't going to offer me an extension, and I knew they didn't want to offer me, you know, give me the qualifying offer. Right. So, I mean, the common sense from the business aspect was that I was going to go somewhere. And that's really hard to play baseball when you're like that, you know, because it's hard to be where your feet are when you think that your whole fan can just get uprooted, you know? Yep. Hey, we forget you're, you're human beings too. Your daddies, your husbands, your sons. It's, I know you get paid handsomely for it, but that doesn't erase everything about being a human being still. Just make that point. All right, let's spin the wheel of moderately interesting things so you can enjoy the rest of your day with your family. And I do appreciate you giving some time. Yeah. All right. Oh, this is a great one. Meet and greet. How did you meet Jessica? Uh, did I just get the biggest sigh ever? No. Uh, she, just, she just started laughing. So through my sister. So uh, my sister ended up being roommates with one of her really good friends in college. So Jess is originally from New Jersey and um, she was gonna go play college softball, but I don't know, her and her dad were fighting because softball and competitive shit, she's more competitive and fiery than I am, believe it or not. So she ends up rebelling against her fam, going down to FIU to be by her brother and just have a real college experience, which I can relate to because she would consistently say, well, there's no major leagues in softball. You know? So you aspire after college, you there's there's less to aspire to like baseball. So having Jess, a where are you? I hear the voice. I want to see you. She's laying here next to me. I have, um, so my cousin got drafted by the Marlins. My brother played college baseball. My cousins played college baseball. Everybody worked a sports family. Um, all of my teammates went to, you know, GW. They went to, I had one girl I, I pitched against with LSU. And it was just like everybody went to great schools. And the difference is that there's just not, much to do after and it really does dictate your college career right. 
uh-huh. which was the advice I got right. from my family. And they were just like, at this rate, like you have to just decide if you want to do college and, you know, figure it out, or do you want to keep doing it, which I could have. And I had full ride scholarships to play softball at D1 schools, but at the end of the day, like any anything my brother told me, I basically listened to because it's my older brother and he tells me and I trust his opinion. And he was like, I played baseball, it dictates your career. Like you make good friends and everything, it's great. But I don't know, where do you want to be? I don't want to be in some of these cities that these schools are in. So I was like, yeah, let's go to Miami. <laughs> so where so you met Nick? And then what? Nothing. We met each other and then we started hanging out. And then. I've been acting like married ever since. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I love it. Just quickly. I mean, we, we just get along really well. We have similar backgrounds with sports. It helps that. And, you know, and um, I also had a three-year-old at the time. So like. Yeah. You can't, you, you know, can't not be serious in a relationship when there's a child involved. So we got. Yep serious right away and i think it's kind of hard to find somebody else down in miami that would take that as seriously as 100%. a jersey girl so <laughs> i don't know we just we just really worked and i help nick with baseball i help liam with baseball i'm pitching liam's coach pitch games like <laughs> i don't the best Love way it. that i describe it is that it's really easy yeah it's easy hey that's what it's supposed to be does she hey real quickly does she ever criticize your swing like your team. I was telling Kelly, our security guard, that she probably her and my dad know my swing better than everybody else. And it's not even that she knows my swing better than anybody else, is that she knows when I'm right because uh, you know my swing changes game to game at bat to at bat, my setup, my stance, my leg kick. Like half the time I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, I think before the game yesterday, <laughs> before the game yesterday, I sent him this Michael Jordan clip just to help. <laughs> just to help yeah she gets it you know and and her heart's in winning just as much as as mine is you know like when we're playing bad like she she feels that you know well listen i love the relationship you guys have i appreciate you always coming on and i know it's your off day and listen you're moving into a new house you got a lot of shit going on myself and everybody at john boy media and all the people that are consuming this appreciate the time yeah no doubt hey tell um tell john boy that i really appreciate what he's doing with media the way he covers baseball his honesty the way he does it like you're you're doing it right man so keep doing your thing john boy yeah we, we have fun here i can tell you that we don't have any problem having in the fun department so keep crushing keep enjoying enjoy your homestand that you got coming up this weekend and uh tell my buddy liam i say hi all right no doubt later man. Uh, great scene as always special shout out to our producer extraordinaire the one and only robbie Shiraco. i'm chris rose we'll see you next time here on the chris rose rotation a production of john boy media